Welcome to another edition of the Albany Law School podcast. I'm Ben Myers, Associate Director of Communications and Marketing here at Albany Law School. On this edition of the podcast, we are speaking with Hannah Murgis, Class of 2024, President of the Class of 2024. She's also the Vice President of the Criminal Law Society here at Albany Law School. Before we get to Hannah, though, reminders up at the top of the show, as we always do, albanylaw.edu slash COVID-19 just has all the latest policies and procedures to do with the pandemic here at the law school. So just make sure you're up to date on those before coming here to campus. If you like this episode of the podcast, you want to hear more, then you can subscribe on any of the major podcast services, iTunes, Google Play, any of them, or you can drop in on our SoundCloud account. And if you want to be up to date on the day-to-day here at Albany Law School, social media, best way to do that, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Now that we got those done, let's talk to Hannah. here on the Albany Law School podcast with Hannah Murgis from the class of 2024, the president of the class of 2024. Hannah, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And we'd love to have the students on, especially during the semester. And we are in the heart of the fall semester here at the law school. And how has the fall been going for you? I know the 2L year is typically a pretty tough one, but how has it been going for you? It's been going pretty good. I I think that they always say the second year, they work you to death. And I definitely took that really seriously. I've been doing so many different things. And it's super busy, but I thrive in a busy environment. I'm I'm having a great time. So yeah. Now, you're in your second year. So you're obviously committed to becoming an attorney. But have you always wanted to be an attorney? What was your inspiration to come to law school? So the answer to that question is yes and no. At kindergarten graduation at Mata Christi, which is like right down New Scotland, uh, used to be St. Catharines. I said that I wanted to be an attorney when I grew up. And I don't really think I knew what that meant other than I knew that my mom was, which she still is an attorney. And I just really wanted to be like her. I've always had this very like core sense of right and wrong. And I was definitely that kid that didn't let anyone be mean to my friends or especially my twin sister in grade school. And like, I've always empathized very strongly with people who I feel have been wronged and I have this immediate urgency to fix it. But I will say I, you know, considered art school. I went back and forth between a lot of things in high school and even in college. And I always came back to wanting to go to law school because that always just felt like the right fit for me. Well, the art community's loss is the legal community's gain for sure. And you mentioned your mom there. She's, is she an Albany All School grad? Yes, she is. She graduated in 1983. Oh, great. Legacy family. We lo- we love it when, when we can have multiple generations come through our doors here at Albany Law. And maybe that answers my next question is, why was Albany Law the right fit for you? I mean, the location of Albany Law first like meant that it was right for me without even considering anything else. Um, I grew up here in Albany. I was born in Albany. I love it here. My dad's side of the family has been in the capital region for over a century. And so that was the first reason, like, I completely love it here. And I wanted to be closer to my family. I went to undergrad way out in Western New York at St. Bonaventure. I loved it there. I loved every second that I spent there. But no, it was four and a half hours away. And I missed my family. It was really nice to be able to come back to be like 15 minutes away from my parents, should they need anything. And then also too, I mean, the law school is so uniquely situated in the capital of New York, while also being the only law school in the area. 
And that just opens up so many opportunities for hands-on learning, which is what I feel like works best for me. So honestly, it was like completely a dream come true for me. I've, I've wanted to go to Albany Law School my whole life of wanting to be a lawyer. It was just a perfect fit. And yeah, I, I love it here. <laughs> You know, we, we also love the unique insight that students have because, uh, frankly, I'm not in the classroom every day. We talk to professors a lot, but they're on one side of the classroom experience. If you could just take a couple of minutes and share with somebody who might not be familiar with how law school operates. Have you been surprised by certain things? Have things you've seen in movies been true? Just what's it like to be a student and what have you been surprised by? I think that the most surprising thing to me is the way that it can simultaneously be so intense here and very difficult, but it can also be really fun. I don't think you can really truly understand it until you're in it, but there's like a certain camaraderie that comes with going through the same tough thing as your classmates, which is unique to the law school experience. I think for a long time, and you know, my mom would even tell me like students would try to hide books from each other in the library. And I just don't think it's like that anymore. I think that a lot of us you know, want to help each other out as much as we can, especially last year, we were all in it together. And I think that that sense of community is something that's really hard to find. But it's part of the reason I love it here so much. And just for those listening in the future to this podcast, last year was tough year at the law school here because we were still dealing with COVID-19 and all the, the fallout from that. But I, I will say both the uh, the three L's and the two L's this year who are the two classes kind of been the most directly affected by that, that are still here at the law school really do seem to have this just community. There's communities among those, those classes that is, you know, it's unique. I think it's very unique in the, in the law school experience. And, you know, you're leading one of those classes. You're leading that 2L class as the president of the class of 2024. How does class leadership interact with the students? How does class leadership interact with the SBA? As the president, how do you navigate all the different people that you work with here at the law school? Yeah, that's a really great question. There's me. um, So I'm the president of our class. I'm honored to be the president. And I actually have four other senators for my class too. So Meg, Sydney, Max, and Connor. We've all made it our goal to be as accessible as we can be to our classmates, to listen to the, like, the concerns that they have, um, things they want, things they need from us and even the larger community of Albany Law. We've had coffee chats with our class where we got, you know, coffee and donuts and we're able to sit down with people in sort of a less formal environment and just talk about, you know, what's going on, whether it be like grade concerns or, you know, parking concerns, which, you know, is always a popular topic and, you know, things like that, that, you know, students are affected by every single day. So like that was one goal that I had for like from the beginning, which was even before the election, I wanted to be able to talk with people and I wanted people to see us. I was very familiar with my section and the sections that were close to my section in my classes, but you know, there were certain students that I didn't know and I knew that they didn't know me. And I was, you know, the president, I became the president of our class and I, I wanted them to know me and see me and know, you know, like I am accessible to you, like I'm here. But that, like the way that our class interacts with SBA itself, the main function of SBA is really to distribute student funds, the activities funds, which is made up of the student activities fee that we pay each semester. And, you know, we all voice concerns as far, far as the spending of that money to make sure that each student is getting their money's worth. But I think that the, really the main point of SBA, though, should be supporting our students in whatever way we can. And I think that that sort of message 
has been something that all of SBA has been talking about this year. The 2L Senate, we sent out a survey to our classmates and we were inquiring about more serious issues than just the events that we're planning this year. We are planning two massive events, so scaresters and barristers. And, you know, those are important, but what is happening in the day-to-day lives of our students is more important to us. And we've received a lot of valuable feedback from them and what they need outside of those social events. And we plan to address many of those concerns and are devoted to nurturing a healthy relationship with the administration so that we can make sure that our voices are heard in an effective way. It's going really well. Uh, We've had a few meetings with Dean Toronto and she's just been so incredibly helpful to us. And we're, you know, working on making some changes. So it's really exciting. And again, just so everybody has a full context, Scaristers and Barristers, Scaristers being the Halloween themed social event here at the law school and Barristers. I don't know, Hannah, what would you, would you call it? Like it's similar to a prom, kind of the, the formal celebration at the end of the year. I would say it's, you know, grown up prom. It's like everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's, you know, much more adult type people, adult type event, but it's something that we can all do together to sort of decompress a little, have some fun, look nice, you know, get ready for something and something to be excited about, especially like in the middle of the semester, because it's in, it'll be in March this year. So it'll be some, a nice little pick me up after midterms um, in that sort of lull between midterms and finals. And I, I think it'll be a really nice way to sort of spice up the semester in the middle so that we don't get fall into that rut of being so bored while the snow is still falling and you're just like wishing <laughs> that it would stop. <laughs> so you, you're speaking about all these events, you're speaking about being kind of an advocate and that's one of the reasons why you wanted to become an attorney. Is, is that one of the reasons why you want to get into class leadership as well? I've been in class leadership since sixth grade. I did it in college too and a supervisor at an internship of mine was on SBA at Albany Law a few years ago, and she called me when, you know, last year when I was a 1L and was like, listen, I know that they're sending out stuff for SBA. I want you to at least run. Like, I know you're going to regret it if you don't. And I was really considering not running, but, you know, she was right. I was going to feel like I was missing out if I didn't. So I ran. I feel that I'm able to represent the opinions of students that I agree with and those that I don't. And I think that that's something important to be able to bring to the table as a class leader. There's that. And I've also been trying to address um, transparency in SBA, which SBA hasn't always been the most popular among students. Students feel like we haven't been as transparent as they would like us to be. And that's something that like I'm hearing and I'm, I'm trying to change too. And that's really what motivated me to run again this year for my second year was to try and address some of those real concerns that students have. So yeah. And just moving off of SBA, you mentioned they're a supervisor in the field, and we mm-hmm. do our homework here on the podcast, of course. Mm-hmm. And, and I saw you were an intern with the Albany County District Attorney's Office, correct? Yes, yeah. Uh, How did it go? How did you get into that position? What did you work on? So um, I interned there over summers in college. I really tried to make myself invaluable to my supervisors. I also worked in Cattaraugus County under the DA there as well. And I really fell in love with the work of the Albany DA and criminal law itself. So I applied last year when I knew that there were more things that I could do as a law student, which is something unique about practicing in a district attorney's office is that you are allowed to speak on the record. And, you know, that means that I'm able to do arraignments and hearings and things like that. 
So that was huge. Another thing, it's there's a little bit of a wrinkle with all of that kind of stuff. It's something that my mom does. My mom works in the Albany County District Attorney's Office, which is, you know, simultaneously great and really helpful and also, you know, makes it a little bit more difficult. So my interview process didn't really look like everybody else's, but I was able to interview with people who had seen the product of my work in the past, and I was able to talk about what I had done in the past. And that was really important for me in getting that internship. I familiarized myself with discovery, which there's been a lot of discovery reform in New York State over the last few years. Um, And being able to do that for a supervisor or something can be really helpful. I'm really grateful for the opportunities that I've been given by the DA and my supervisors most recently, uh, Marissa Olson and Colin Darcy, two attorneys who I've learned so much from. Kayla Potter was also one of my supervisors and she was the one that told me to run for SBA. So really like I've learned so much from those people and that's how I really got that position was the things that I learned from them and the things I was able to do under them. That work product has helped me get that internship, which is just something I'm so grateful for. Kayla Potter, one of the first voices from the podcast archives, if you go all the way down to the bottom, I think Kayla was one of like maybe like the first five. She's right at the beginning. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. Legacy podcast guests as well. We do it all here. Yeah, I'll have to listen to that one. (laughs) (laughs) You were in the the DA's office. Have you always wanted to do criminal law? Is there one, again, I'm in communications. I'm not an attorney myself, but is there different uh, areas of specialties in the DA's office? or, Or have you just always been into criminal law just in general? I've always really wanted to be a litigator in whatever form that comes in. I'm really more familiar with criminal law, but I also really like tort law. I, you know, Professor Tenenbaum was an amazing professor last year, and it actually sparked an interest in something that I had never really learned about before. I won a lot of awards in undergrad doing mock trials, and it was something that I was doing almost every weekend. I devoted so much of my time to it, and I, I really loved it. My coach was amazing. He is really one of the only reasons that I still wanted to come to law school after undergrad. The feeling that like I would get after an exceptionally good cross-examination where I feel like I really got the witness to admit that, you know, I was right or I impeached them or something like that, or a very persuasive closing statement where I used my demonstrative correctly and I actually asked for the verdict at the end of it and had enough time that feeling is completely unmatched by any other feeling I felt in my life. And it's something, it's like, it's something that I can't let go of, you know, that's something I really want to do. And that's what sort of drives me to, you know, get through law school and, you know, study hard. So, yeah. And and one thing that I'm, I'm sure has led to this next portion here before we get to the lightning round is, you're the vice president of the criminal law society. So obviously there's some connection there. Yeah. Could you tell us more about what the Criminal Law Society is here at Albany Law? And then maybe we'll get into some of the, the reasons why you're part of it. But what is it first? So the Criminal Law Society is a group of students who are all interested in criminal law, which spans from students who are interested in criminal defense to prosecution. It's sort of a wide range of people interested in criminal law, which I think is really important. It was a, The Criminal Law Society was started by Marissa Olson, one of my supervisors at the DA's office, and has sort of blossomed from there. We have a lot of students interested, and we try as much as we can to help those students network with the criminal law community here in Albany 
and beyond um, in Saratoga and Schenectady as well. So we have a huge networking event every year, which last year we hosted the first one since, you know, before the start of COVID. And we had such a wildly successful networking event. Some people told us it was one of the biggest networking events they had seen in the law school's history. There were Basically, there was like one attorney for each student. So there were so many attorneys that were able to come and volunteer their time, which is something we're so grateful for. We provide a bridge for students and employers to start to have that professional relationship. And I think that that's something really, really important for all of us because you can have the best grades in the world, but having a network is also really, really important. So that's that's some of the stuff that we do. We do some more... Um, informative things. So we're having the DA, so David Soares, um, come in at some point soon. And this week, actually, we're having um, Judge Herrick, who is the public defender in Albany County, come in to talk to students about what today's public defender looks like. So it's really exciting. We have a lot of that kind of stuff. So we have the networking, the informative stuff. And then also, too, we we do fun things together. We had a kickball game against the rugby team last year, which we won, by the way, by a lot. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Um, I'm sure they would tell you something different, but that's not true. We did win. Um, so we do a lot of different things. I guess as somebody who's hearing this and is excited to, to join that, how do you join something like the Criminal Law Society here at Albany Law? It's really pretty simple. You can send me an email or Kara Chatsky Orlop, uh, who's the president who just does so much uh, for us and she does such a great job. So you can you know email her or me or message us on Instagram or message the Criminal Law Society account on Instagram or group me or any of those things. So we're very accessible people and we're always happy to have new people join. All right, we're getting close to the lightning round, but I do have to know, what does the future hold for Hannah Murgis? What are your big plans for the rest of this year, 3L year, and beyond? I can confidently say that I'm not sure. So <laughs> I think that that's the nature of the beast of coming to law school. I you know, came to law school with that one particular goal, and I wanted to become a prosecutor in Albany. And while that's still something that I absolutely love, um, prosecutorial discretion, things like that, I want to try different things. And I am having fun learning about areas of the law that I hadn't thought about before. So I'm going to try to explore more um, with different field placements and internships and try to, you know, dip my toe in the water of a few different things so that I can really, when I make a decision about what I want to do, I can make an educated decision. So I'm not sure, but it's... It's going to be good, hopefully. <laughs> well, one thing I am sure about is that it's time for the lightning round. Are you ready for the lightning round? I am. I am. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. This is the part of the show that everybody always looks forward to the most. That's why we have to put it at the end. So they have to listen to us talk first and then they get the lightning mm -hmm. round. So. All right. <laughs> so back to school question here. You remember those big boxes of Crayola crayons, the 64 Crayolas? I do, yeah, and some of them had that little pencil sharp. They had the crayon exactly, <laughs> yeah, the little plastic pencil sharp crayon sharpener in the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, which color in that box are you using first, and then which one are you going to try and save and hold on to for as long as possible? So, probably going to use a blue green color, not like a turquoise, not as bright as that, but like a little more muted, and. 
I will probably save that for a really long time. I I like I was one of those kids that like would save the best thing to last so I could use it as much as possible or some for something really important. But I would say that probably yeah, I would say that they're, they're probably the same. So the first one that I'm picking up and like sort of sketching out my idea is probably the same one that I'm going to want to use in the end. So all right, so playing double duty, trying yeah. to get it on the board first, but not too much so you have it later on. I like it. Yeah. We got Halloween coming up. We're recording right here about a third of the way through October. Mm-hmm. My One of my favorite times of the year. Weather was gorgeous this weekend, but yeah. any favorite costumes you've had over the years? We have the Scaristers coming mm-hmm. up. I know that's usually a costume party, so any any good ones you've had over the years? Yes, I I'm a twin. I'm a fraternal twin. So my parents tried to differentiate my sister and I as much as possible. But there was one year in preschool where we were both Scooby-Doo. And I loved that costume. We kept them for a really long time. Are you both like Scooby-Doo, like the whole Scooby-Doo? Or one's like the front half, one's the back half of (laughs) Scooby-Doo? No, we were both Scooby-Doo. So there was two Scooby-Doos running around (laughs) our preschool. (laughs) Because, you know, fighting between who would be the front half or the back half or whatever you know, would get messy, which was what we did for the rest of our lives was fight about <laughs> who would be which princess when and, you know, so that was one of my favorite costumes. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to be this year. I'm really looking forward to Scaristers. My son is doing such a good job planning that and it's going to be a really fun time, but I have no idea what to be, which is like adding to the stress of it. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of choices. Uh, the, the, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg is always very popular around here for oh, some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. But she's always a very popular costume. I don't, I don't, some, something about this place, I guess, just brings it out in people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last question of the lightning round is quickly becoming a fan favorite. What's your favorite animal? It doesn't have to be a pet, it can be any animal, but what's your favorite animal? Um, I would have to say a tortoise. I have actually really wanted to get a tortoise for a really long time, but I know that they live like forever. So everyone's like, you shouldn't do that. That's a really permanent choice. But um, I actually studied abroad at Oxford and they have tur- like tortoises there that are for each Oxford college. And I got to play with the ones that I was at at Trinity College and I absolutely fell in love with them. They're the cutest little things and they have their own little garden that they run around and sometimes, you know, they'll tie a balloon to them so they can find them at the end of the day. I just really love them. So that's my favorite animal. <laughs> that's a great pick. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I would have guessed that one. So it was a fantastic pick. <laughs> Thank you. Last question of the podcast. Always the same question here. Is there anything you'd like to say to the Albany Law School community? Yeah, I just want to say thank you. Uh, I want to say thank you to my class for electing me. Um, I'm trying to, you know, do the best I can. And I'm always here to listen. I'm available by phone or email or really any form of communication. I'm really looking forward to all the things that we have planned for this year. And to the community as a whole, I just want to say thank you. I've had so many interactions with many alumni who are so willing to help students um, and willing to go above and beyond to help students that they don't really even know. And I think that that's amazing. It's something that I I definitely, like I'd heard about it, but it's not something that you really can understand until you're here. And the community here, like even the community between students is so nice to see the camaraderie, but even the alumni are involved in that. And I think that that's really, it's really just beautiful. Hannah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate you taking some time and uh, 
you know, you got to work on that costume. So I know you got big things to work on here the next couple of weeks. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.